there's that one guy there that says exciting like every other word, and it's just really annoying. <laughs> but uh, everything's exciting to me. I, it's just like my catchphrase. I just say it's exciting, you know. Yeah, Even I mean, life is a, life is a pretty exciting thing. Yeah, it's, it's totally exciting. Dull. It's it's way more exciting than being dead. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah. like my my first two matchups were against fairies, and I won, and that was exciting. And yeah, then, uh, I mean that is pretty exciting. That, and then I got a game lost. That was exciting. And uh, this is uh, and I said exciting again. I'm sorry. Um, no, but it is exciting. But that's totally exciting. When it matters. Okay. I'll pull out the other two. I that's forgot how much I hear. Now the recording is on. I've forgotten how much I hear. I don't like listening to my voice. <laughs> <laughs> Would you rather me turn off the audio again to you? If only just mine. All right. Hang on. Can you just do mine? Can you just unhook mine? Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, I see what you're doing. I was like, why are you doing this the hard way? But I understand now. Because you're going to plug your straight in. All right. Okay. All right, back to where we're at. Oh, okay, uh, so we are currently testing block. Blue-green, black, merfolk versus five-color elementals with right. main deck full moon images. And so far, we've played seven games? Six games? Six, I think. Six games. And... Every game, I've had the opening possible draw that could have resulted in a third turn. Because or you're a cheater. If it wasn't for counterspell or removal or lack of red mana. <laughs> I'm not okay with this. You're cutting my deck. <laughs> Some days, you know, decks just like you. <laughs> And in the background... When you said you were done... I was like, is it resolved NASA's okay. guilt leave? Because, uh, yeah. Frank and Bradford are playing the, uh... Our, our new powerhouse deck in the house. Against, uh... I believe he's running it against Doran at the moment. I, yes. The uh, powerhouse deck being Kelpie Control, which we'll talk about in a little bit. We'll get uh, there. It's... <laughs> It's better than it looks on paper. Let's just say that. I hate the way it looks on paper. That's why I was skeptical the first time I saw it. I was like, eh. It, it, it looks like a piece of... All right. Let's go back to way back when. Prior to States, right? When I got this idea, and I put together on paper the stupid black-blue mannequin deck that everyone thought looked like trash on paper until we played it. <laughs> and needless to say, Ta-da. we built two copies of it, and I took second because of it. But it became like a phenomenon for about three months. Hmm? I lost. Last game we played, yeah, you lost because you skipped my third turn horde. Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Who wouldn't? All right, so uh, this time we took another deck that I got this time from looking through the Magic League result that looked like crap on paper. And it's black blue. Yeah, we need more dice. Thank you. All right. And uh, we'll have to say we proxied it like three days ago. We now have a fully built copy of it with copies. Still looks like crap on paper. Yes, it does. But it seems to beat everything, I guess. Is it was like fifty fifty against Kipling. It was a little better than fifty fifty against okay. elementals. Oh, I thought. I kept the wrong thing. Oh, that's would. right. You and your turn three hordes are not happening in game seven. Whatever. So I have to Yeah. <laughs> Go. Oh. And, um, 
So we ran it through the other day. Me and Kevin, I was playing fairies against it. Kevin was running the Kelpie deck. And what was the end result in the day? Uh, at, at the end of testing against day Elementals one. and Merfolk, uh, I was feeling really comfortable with the deck, and I don't believe I ever lost a game to fairies after, was it was 7 or so? I believe it was 0-7, and, and that includes a draw that I had Bitter Blossom, 2 land, and 4 Skyons. <laughs> Removal was awesome. <laughs> But because uh, I think the there's basically there are three reasons why the deck does anything versus fairies. The first of which is Raven's Crime, which empties their hand, which is awesome. And then Raven's Crime followed up by Counter Magic is just glorious. Yeah, it's running 26 lands, so you're going to see lots of lands a bit right. And why uh, should I increase it for you? And then after that is Soul Snuffers, which wipes their board, which seems pretty good. Soul Snuffers is an underrated card. Let's just say it's underrated. The, the Grand Prix coming up in Kobe and the Grand Prix coming up in Denver in a little about a week is going to prove for sure how good Soul Snuffers really is. But it is what looks to be the best card coming out of Eventide that could potentially impact this block format. It definitely does things versus Faye. It's not as effective versus Kitkin, but it still works. Multiple of them, however, does work, and that is the only reason why. It's probably going to do much. Now, what we did was originally... No. <laughs> we originally took the... As he just uh, soured my Revlark. Uh, okay. Say go. Alright, but uh, I mean, uh, I'm not sure how widespread the information is for the Blue Black Kelpie deck, but I guess we'll see here at the end on Sunday night, after Grand Prix Kobe is resolved and done. So, maybe, just maybe, we can keep it under wraps a little bit longer. No, it's not. That deck's not going to be under wraps. It's on ma- magically. Is that really it came off magically. I don't know how popular it is. Is it? Anything I don't right. know. Whenever you go to none, uh, a new format or a recently thing and never magically breaks a new deck, it gets played by all the pros. Trust me. <laughs> no doubt. Win? All right. Sure. So that puts it uh, four and three in Merfolk versus Elemental. And the only change we did from the base deck, which you'll find listed under the, the deckcheck.net's first version of Mag- Magic League, is we cut it down to 60 cards by dropping the one puppeteer click from the deck. No, uh, the list was wrong. The list had uh, 14 cards on the board. Yeah, that's why we changed it. Right, we, we dropped it to 60 and cards and 15. We assumed that it was the, the second click in the main. Right, and we added in four... Uh, vaults because the deck just wanted a little bit more pressure at times. It's only two colors. I didn't see there was a need to not have Mutavault in the deck. I mean, if fairies can do it and still have a, ba- a balanced mana base, then there's no reason this deck couldn't do it. Yeah, because the, the mana book looks like it's a fairies deck, and if you if you play it right, your opponent will come out of the gates thinking maybe a fairies deck without the bitter blossom on the draw. Which and it could give them uh, give you an advantage because <laughs> I guess <laughs> every once well, in a while. Well, if you do catch first turn Raven crimes, they're going to catch on quickly. Yes. Seems like uh crap. <laughs> but if you don't do that either.
You come out, they'll come out and assume it's a fairy deck and, and apply to play accordingly. Which seems good. And it gives you a, a slight advantage early game because you actually develop a little bit differently. It takes a little bit longer to get going to actually have ridiculous control. But uh, if you can sit back and counter spells and have Kelpie, then we're doing good. Yeah. And when I was playing against the. Playing against it with the. Fairies, Elementals, which one? The Elementals deck. I only won two out of the eight game or ten games we played. And it was because Snuffers kept screwing my board position up and drawing large numbers of uh, pulmonary mages made no difference whatsoever against that deck because it's got so many basic lands. 12 basic lands and 14 non-basic. Yeah, out of 26. So, basically, let's run down the list of the deck now. Uh, the four secluded clans, the four sunken ruins, the four meter vaults, two reflecting pools, six islands, six swamps. Four Mole Drifters, four Shriek Maws, three Soul Snuffers, three Kelpies, one Puppeteer Click. Four Cryptic Commands, four Broken Ambitions, four Nameless Inversions, four Makeshift Mannequins, and three Raven's Cry. Very good. Off top of memory. <laughs> top of head. Impressive. 60 cards memorized in three days. Yes. That's ridiculous. Cheater. Going to seven cards. Mm. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> It's the original deck list that I was playing with. Made no difference. Okay. But, uh, and Paul has tweaked it to his liking, and I had ideas for tweaking it too, but I don't know. I haven't actually put them to test yet. Well, Paul did take some of your ideas, which was the addition of I Ice Bedding instead right. of some nameless inversions. You didn't even try it? No, you did. Oh, you that, that's it. all that matters. It went back after a while. Okay. It, was, it was only good against the fairies deck in the case of if they dropped out the, the 4-4 misbind. I wouldn't even run it in favor for fairies. There's no reason to. Right. Now, the other thing I wanted to do with it, which I thought would be make sense, is is going into the fourth soul snuffers and then pumping up a couple of profane commands and see what would happen. <sighs> Has the profane commands paid off yet this match? This, this today? Today in the past dozen and a half matches. I assumed it actually was when he first told me about it, but it wasn't. Yeah, that kind of caught me off guard. It seemed like an obvious <laughs> like you reanimator with card in there with no profanes. How is this is possible? But running with the profanes, I think it's pretty good in that deck. It gives you a late game too, well, yeah. a better late game. Not that it was bad to begin with. Yeah, not that not that having two river kelpies out there casting you know Raven's Crime draw two cast Raven's Crime draw two. What now? <laughs> <That was> bad. <laughs> oh my god! And then and then yesterday uh, I played Kitskin against that deck and Paul played it. I won five of the first six games and then Paul finally figured out how to. Hang on a second. All right, he's reading. He's reading Nat's last, right? What does it say? Always like, what do we get against? That Nat's last says, whenever opponent discards a card, you may put. A w- oh, so whenever he's using the retrace, Raven's Nat's Crime tree trace against you against Nat's last is like massive dudes for you. So maybe you're avoiding more of those. Irrelevant. Point being, synergy good. You like synergies. That whole deck is synergistic. Yes. Synergetic. All right, where was I going with all this? I don't know. What's your turn to play? Not Smoke Raider? Why are you drawing a card? Because you cheated? Shut up. No, that's right. I was Mulgan, didn't I? 
Yes. Okay. I got lost. All right. I have no play. Okay. I'm okay right. with that. So, so Paul, who didn't believe us and wanted to see this deck in action, came over last night. He played. He took the deck and played it. I put up and built the, the standard White Weenie Fairies deck with the uh, figures of destiny in it. I won the first five of the first six games, after which point Paul figured out how to best use Soul Snuffers and Cryptics by bouncing the Soul Snuffers and other shenanigans, similar shenanigans, and proceeded to wreck me six out of the next seven games just by playing it differently. And including one of the games I lost, I had two Windbrush Heights and three Spectral Possessions hit the board and a um, Wisenson and just couldn't push through the ability to do enough. How about learning the Which is pretty good. Yeah, so it's a matter of just figuring out your style. That's what what's the best way to play a deck. Right. You, this is not a deck you can just pick up and zoom good. Because it looks like a piece of crap. Unless you know what you're doing, <laughs> it plays like a piece of crap. But once you figure out what you're doing, it becomes darn near unstoppable at times. Which is kind of odd. And fun. And fun. I'll grant you that. Because Raven Crimes plus Kelpie is actually a lot of fun. <laughs> I would say I'm about 90% sure this is what I'm excited You think so? Unless we got a week away. Unless something amazing comes out of Kobe this weekend. Sure. Yeah. Sure well, we're gonna keep it, keep an eye on Kobe. Uh, <laughs> is there any like <laughs> hype going on coming from from Kobe right now? Has anybody heard anything about the teams? Well, I mean, it's all, there's a lot. This is a massive number of Japanese players. That would make sense. I haven't looked. I don't keep track of that. Um. Okay. You've just been beaten down on Dorn, right? Five to your face. How'd you Frank is counting up his, his matches there. Six Really? Now, is that because of his drawing, or is it everything? Because I'm not seeing anything. All right, so six and two. Because I don't see sideboard. Well, true, but Well. Do you have sideboard for biting color? No, but I have sideboard for Mixed Mannequin, which is what really got to the biting tether. The biting tether is biting tether is delayed. It's 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 delayed. I still think I'm right. <laughs> Whatever. I'm not always wrong. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> One. Whatever. Play Colossus. Main point in time is driving. My, my point. Two hours past our turn to Dallas. Let's go. After I, I said, hey, turn there. I agreed. I screwed that up. Fine. <laughs> Maybe a little bit. But that's not the only time. Are you talking at how many gas stations you continued on? 
I didn't realize I was missing the road until about two hours after I was down the road. I stopped like 10 minutes after we started the conversation. Irrelevant, that is actually nothing to do with our conversation at hand. Still irrelevant. Still irrelevant. In any case. Yes, it is. One, one plus one equals two has nothing to do with literature. No, this is a philosophical discussion. Mathematics doesn't matter with philosophical discussions. Point proven. Anyway, uh, I took three. Are you done? Yeah. All right. So, but my point, my contention was, is Watsi had those historical data on how good instant speed reanimation is out of the graveyard. And the only evidence we had prior to that at all, really, was necromancy back in Mirage Block, which got used in Block, but... Six. Only like one or two of the developers that worked there even was involved in that. Six. But it might be more than six. Okay. So two. All right. So in order to not set up for fire spout death, I should say go. You take it off? Yeah. All right. Be here tomorrow? I don't know. Maybe. Friday is limited, so... We can just say a screw limited and just block this if you want. Fine. Oh, uh, that's main phase? Enter the turn. You're in the turn. I guess. Doesn't actually do anything to me. I'll go to 15. One, two, three. Four says tap and draw. Yeah. Tap and draw. I'm going to let you know right now. I'll put five color on the side. Maybe Yeah, okay. I could get a five-color deck going to be doing eight crits or eight rods or something. Like that. Okay. You're at eight. I have four, five, six, seven, eight. Swing for nine. So that makes me five and three for elementals. Yes. He's playing his black. Is a blue green black deck. Blue green black. Okay. Carefully. And you guys, all right. Paul and Frank played. You guys played at least ten games fairies, right? <coughs> against that against Kelpie. And the end result was five, five. five to five. <laughs> Those all on sideboard or with the sideboard? Uh, half and half. Yeah. Okay. Pre-sad board, it was 3-2 with him. I do want to play against elementals whenever you're done, Chris. It's not that hard. Oh, right. You seem to know, but it's not terribly difficult. Right. I think it took me two games to learn how to play the deck, one game to learn how to play against elementals, and one game to learn how to play against fairies. So, all right. So, you all split against fairies and Kelpie, but that was also a few games where there was... People had silly draws. Silly draws, let's put that way, just to stay in the game. <laughs> that and that's true too. 26 and 25. Hmm. Statistical advantages do happen. Yeah, every mathematical advantage does, does help in every particular game, which matters why the land counts is important. Statistics are everywhere. But it's at least good to see we finally have another deck that could potentially compete 
with Fay. With with the Fay and the elementals. I don't know if it's popular, but it has actually put up results. Enough results to warrant. Nothing like Fay. Well, obviously, and nothing will. Because uh, Kissing took most of the beginning, right? <laughs> it's Ashby's post uh, in reference to the uh, earthquake. No. I don't like the way this is going already. This is not a removal spell. Alright, so we can't begin to tell you how happy I am about this right now. And that's not removal either. This could end really badly, really quickly. Oh, maybe not. You missed all. So we have three mana for. Yeah, of course. And you're done? Yeah. Alright. Now, see, when I was playing the Fairies deck, I couldn't win a game against you. With Frank playing the Fairies deck, who's a much more competent Fairies player than me, he was able to get it close to splitting. But you're not happy with the matchup. Even though you split it, you're, really not, you're not very happy with it. That makes sense. I mean, basically because it makes you have to play your game at sorcery speed while they have the ability to do shenanigans with the, with the mana queen. Yeah. Yes. Because control decks like to be in control. Yes. Yeah, that's slightly. Well, yeah, when you make when you make fairy decks have to play on the back foot basically, and they're constantly in, in pedaling backwards, then you can run them over with the healthy deck. True. In theory. It's supposed to. Whoa, whoa. Typically. Alright, um. You want a headset? You can get a headset. Alright. So, I have three options. You're talking about bottom? Because the land base can hold it, that's why. Alright, um. Well, we can do everything with the land base. We've got the perfect. We've got, not the perfect, but the next two best possible land base we've had no, since. That's wrong. In Magic. I play Rejury, say go. Since Revise. Yeah, I mean, you could do everything. You basically have five color available to you at any one time. Mm. Alright. So, if. we'll make the headset for Paul active if when he comes back over to the table. Okay, well, I knew it. It wouldn't really. Yes, he said Ashby. Uh, play Rejury, say go. Yeah, so you to get beat for five. All right. Yeah, because if it, if it kicks on within a week, you know, maybe come a popular thing all of a sudden. Yeah. <laughs> and if anyone gets this and Kelpies are still 25 cents each, grab all you can. Seems <laughs> <laughs> good. Uh, <laughs> seems like a smart investment right now. Mine are free. Is that a smart fair? Yeah. Okay. That's expensive. Oh, somehow, which one? The Squigan. Okay. No, I hate you. I'll go to 10. Yeah. Have we found a... Other than Fairy Macabre, given that deck problems, 
at certain times because it's instant speed. And at this point, I'm going to concede the fact that, that Frank was right and Paul was right, that Terry McCobb is far better than Puppeteer Fleck as far as a cyborg card is against reanimation decks. Even though... Like... Oh, jeez. Actually, I just played this. Screw it. <laughs> Take Lark. He's dead. I am at eight. Soon to be less than eight. Soon to be at four. And tap. Draw a common play tap land. And smash. And that's the game. Another third turn horde from this deck today? Oh, that's what, five out of eight? Games? It's totally relevant and happens all the time. Apparently. You only run two horde. One for the other game, one for the late game. <laughs> it would appear so. <laughs> so, alright. Four and three. Macabre. All right. At this point, there was an argument for a while that which is better because elemental decks get scared of puppeteer click, and the reason being because you can go grab lark or no, not necessarily grab that heart, the horde. You grab lark. Okay, you can get back all your dudes. Grab cloud thresher. Kill puppet clear kick click. Get Cloud Thresher for the win. Swing <laughs> And that was problematic. And that made a lot of elemental decks scared to play this matchup. And I've actually considered the idea of taking out one elemental or one uh, one Cloud Thresher in the matchup solely for the purpose of reducing the likelihood of that happening mathematically. I still think you would need the uh, Cloud Thresher versus Fae. Well, yes. You, you kind of want it, but you're kind of torn. It's like you don't want to automatically lose either. Right, but who's main deck and click? No, they're coming out of the sideboards of the pay deck. Ooh. They became a popular thing all of a sudden. That's right. Now, but however, I'm gonna I'm willing to now concede the fact that probably long term, the Fairy Macabre does a much better job of dealing with the elemental deck. It does a much better job of dealing with, with any kind of mannequin-based deck, including Kelpie. Right. Than say the puppeteer click does, albeit puppeteer click can get those random huge swing win game win shots. So true enough. The best cyborg, if anyone was choosing between two or didn't know better, the best option long term is actually very macabre because of its instant case. You can totally screw up a deck based around mannequin, which is elementals and uh, copy control now, or command control if it's still around, or command control. Albeit that wasn't as much of an important piece to make that deck work as the other one was. Right. It was just fun. It was it was there, but it wasn't like a mainstay facet of it. Oh. Because apparently I draw smoke breakers every game on turn Tell two. Tell me about it. I hooked up the speaker for you. Okay. So swing one. That's right. Um. So how will we play that game in the mirror? I don't want to think about that. That's just not not cool at all. <laughs> all right, if you both get like three kelpies out, right? <laughs> and someone decides to cast Raven's Crime. Oh, that's definitely oh. a choice in the mirror. Uh, yeah, fairy trickery was definitely a match. Right. Trickery is good versus crime. But the fairy macabre is really good too. So it's almost worth running like four and two or 
One to your base. I forgot the Colossus. Or maybe just four Macrae. I think that would be a fine choice, too. Yeah. Macabre is good, too, but I think Trickery is better a solution versus more things than just that. True, it opens you up more options in your side. Macabre is not counterable. Right, but unless the meta changes significantly, I think I'd still rather play Trickery. If it, if it picks up in popularity like people expect it to be, then sure. Macabre is good. Stuck on two lands? I'm okay with this. Or just take forever deciding. Ha! Okay. Are you going to come back then? Because I was about ready to say let you run the, against the, this deck, these decks. Yeah, whichever one you want of the elementals or this one. Like I want, kind of want to play this elementals a little bit. Okay, go get food. We'll wait. Actually, I'll just wait. That's the case, because it's already 10 o'clock. Well, this, this game is about over with now, so... Uh, swing 7. And that's game. Okay. You don't have any regular food with you? Not a lot, but I got leftovers from last night that I made dinner with. But, uh... I don't know. But apparently, uh... Paul Rosa took first at a uh, Magic League trial with Bobecry Merfolk. Yes. I, from memory. But, uh, that was the week before this deck, I think, showed up. Yeah, I think. But uh, when I first built it and tried it, I didn't like the mana base. It, I guess it just didn't want to work with me very well that night. So I tweaked it and made it blue-green-white instead. So basically it was the old blue-white merfolk and then splash green for Colossus. But in the end you're winning most of your games because of Colossus, not because of the merfolk. Because Colossus is awesome. Colossus on three, that's a 5-5 five five because the retreat is pretty pretty good. Today is the uh, 29th, 30th. Today's 30th. Well, that tells you that it's because of, because of Colossus, not because of merfolk, though. Right, but I th- I, someone was saying that the only reason that he had black was simply due to inversion... So that. No. I put my corn dogs on a plate and then put them in the refrigerator and try to cook them. I thought you fell asleep by opening the door or something. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been pretty bad. But uh, so did you like your cold corn dogs frozen or something? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so someone was saying that the inversions were only in the deck to deal with close by combo, so that it has a turn to answer for close by combo. Yeah, but that's not a big deal. Which makes lot. sense. Combo sucks. But. I can't see it really making that significant of a difference because I don't think close by is that popular. I also don't think it's better than Blowfly Infestation, but neither deck is going to win you anything. Well, uh, close by wins on turn three, but I'm not really sure. Well, it can win on turn three, but that's I'm not really sure. That's entirely relevant. All right. In theory, yeah, it takes what three cards to do that? Uh, close by devoted druid and writes to something. Because mustard. I don't sucks. buy mustard. Why? In fact, you look, there's Dijon mustard in there. What? There's Dijon mustard in there. Expensive mustard. Dijon mustard. I don't like regular French's mustard. Did you eat it all? Honey mustard, which is fucking That's the only stuff I'll buy. And that is not meant for hot dogs or corn dogs. You're a horrible, you're a communist. Go back to Ireland, you fucking commie. You're kind of ungrateful. Plus, he says mustard comes from the French. What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> Named French does not mean that mustard comes from the French. Never once. It's definitely not U.S. Mustard is definitely. A it's an imported. It's definitely a United States invention. No, it's not. It's an imported. It's definitely a United States country. 
And if you give me three sacks, I'll go ahead and print it. French is the country. All right. You can look it up. I plan to. Mustard was originated by the fucking black guy that meant peanut butter or some shit like that. I somehow doubt that. Look at the look on the bottom shelf. If you really. Yes, I have to do the dishes after tonight. Mustard is French because it's from a. It's, it's, you know, Whatever. French is not the only mustard company. Heinz actually made mustard before French's did. Now you're stretching. Now you're reaching. Heinz is one of the first sauce companies. Thank you very much. Yes, sir. I'm not arguing that. Did you just dump that in the wine? He just mixed wine with AKA Mountain American. So mustard's from the is from like Italy. Yes. All right. Needless to say, which makes total sense because the Italians are huge on 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 sauces for dips. It was a. That totally makes sense. They mix unfermented grape juice from as must and ground mustard seeds to make burning things. It was originally a weapon by Brooklyn's. Apparently it was. Biological weapon. Nice. That's kind of random. Alright, so mustards are, are Roman. It was a biological warfare weapon. That's why you that would explain why there's a gas called r- mustard. That's mustard why, gas. That's probably why Germans like it so much. Yeah, because they stick their brats in it. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to let you play against him for a bit, because I'm going to take a break. Hmm? Well, that's up to you to decide. You can sit on the couch. As we uh, move around here for a second, I'm put this on pause. Mark, have any relevance? What I'm getting at is, I'm not like Mark. At least I use ketchup sparingly or on certain things. Mark puts ketchup on everything, including tacos and pizza. Including human food. <laughs> oh, yes, and pizza. Matter of fact, I've seen him put it on waffles. That's weird. Yes. A little bit. Uh, yes. Alright. I put it on, I put mustard on waffles only if I add cheese and bologna because then it's like a waffle sandwich. You're just using the waffles, the egos as bread. That doesn't make any sense. Yes, it does. It's really good. The only big breakfast thing and I'll use ketchup with is. Potatoes. Is, uh, I put no, ketchup on my eggs. On scrambled eggs. I've seen that a lot too. I've never tried it. It's actually a southern thing that I think it's picked up somewhere. Yep. I know cheese to uh, pancakes and peanut butter. Right. Okay. Now that everybody has a headset on finally. Southern people will eat waffles with chicken. Well, that's okay because okay. a lot of people seem to think chicken is a breakfast food nowadays. No, it's not. It, it is in the south. It is. Okay, we're not in the south. <laughs> not quite. I'm from well, the south. McDonald's is not that fact. 
Doesn't matter. Here's yeah, because they have to appeal to everybody. Nice. But this is not the northwest or east either. It's central. Central or northwest? No, this is southwestern. Really? Yeah, we're considered southwestern. Look what Chris has said. <laughs> no, we're considered southwestern food. Chris. Oh, the food here or the culture? Oh, so we're south. Yeah. So therefore, I can eat chicken with my waffles. I don't care what you eat. I'm just saying. That's why I'm not stopping you from choosing your culinary why, choices here. That's why McDonald's serves <laughs> chicken biscuits for breakfast. Apparently, I'm sure they serve for a lot of other reasons, not that people want it. Yes, because it sells. Because it's good. I but wouldn't go so far as say it's good, but sells. Sure, it's delicious. I've had it before. As long one as person's it's opinion is true. true. Mustard. As long as it's fresh. One chicken. person's opinion does not make it not true. I didn't say it did. Well, if it's okay. stale chicken. I'm just letting you know. If the chicken is stale. It's a what? If the, stick, if the chicken is stale, it's not that good. But as long as it's fresh chicken, it's good. Anything stale usually is not that not good. that good, yeah. I'm just saying. <laughs> Are you making fun of McDonald's? <laughs> what is wrong with you? <laughs> Nice. Everybody looks at me weird. What the hell? I was just trying to make a point. <laughs> you failed. Obviously. But it was fun. It's totally worth it. I'm going to need those D6 back. Oh, all these? No. The Mountain Dew and wine is pretty good. Read. Oh, yeah, that's right, because I got these surge colored dice that Kevin happens to be colorblind, so he can't read these. I can see the pips on the D6. Mixing this with that little bit of wine, this tastes like surge. It really, actually, mellow yellow. It tastes exactly like mellow yellow right now. All right, so you mixed red wine with Mountain Dew to make mellow yellow. Sure did. It tastes exactly like mellow yellow. Slightly random. It wasn't much red wine. It was just like maybe a half an inch in the bottom of the cup. Yeah, because so you don't want to go get a clean, clean glass out of the bottom of the You don't have things. a clean glass in the house. Good point. Yes. All right, fine. I'll do the dishes tonight. Oh, I was like, you were out of clean dishes. Fine. So now we are doing Kelpie? Yes, he's going to continue to play the Kelpie deck because he likes it. Right. Because I need to know it. Yeah. And we need to build more copies of it because it looks like very likely that either I'm going to run it and or elementals at the Grand Prix. Okay. How do you get and or? Because there are a gajillion side events and he can run as many picks as he pleases. Yeah, I'll go with that. (laughs) I'll go with the fact that you didn't realize what you were... I'll go with the fact that you didn't realize what the fuck you were saying when you said it. Fine. It makes sense (laughs) at the time. Nah. I knew what I meant. Well, it just doesn't come out straight. I gave you elementals at the PTQ, so I get first dibs at the Grand Prix. Oh. Yeah. Or we just build multiple copies of it. I was like, are we going to build multiple copies of it? Because I'm definitely playing this at the Grand Prix. Okay. There's probably no doubt in my mind. Well, there's a 10% chance I might change. All right. Well, 12 hours or no, 24 hours from now when my check gets deposited, I'll be paying the guy for those two sets of copies. So we'll have three sets between us. You get two? I, I want two auctions. At, for a dollar like something a piece? Yeah, like a buck ten each. Woo! I honestly <laughs> think we should buy more because it will be a great turnaround. We need to get. We should probably numbers. buy all the auctions for Kelpies that are on eBay right now. I, no, this one guy alone has like eight of them. I th- well, yeah, I still think we'd be making. Yeah. I still think we'd be making probably five, at least five to one on our money. Wait, they're a quarter. Oh. They're a quarter a piece right now. It's a dollar ten a set plus a dollar fifty shipping. I yeah. guarantee you, by the time rotation comes around, they'll be at five dollars a piece. And they're fifty cents each at Star City Games right now, which is slightly more expensive than eBay. Yes, slightly cheaper than eBay. No. Well, what shipping is Star City? Like four bucks. They're not going to be much. the next Tarmogoyf, but no, they're not. There's going to be a huge turnaround. <laughs> when you're right. making four seventy-five off of a quarter, I think it's worth buying multiple. No, I understand. We're going to bump up the price. I mean, hell, we did this before with other cards. 
me and Tony have, anyways. Tony Jen. But and especially if we buy them all. We will yes, we're going to bump up the price of the Kelpies. If we buy the power ball, to the Kelpie, and this weekend the Japanese, the Japanese Grand Prix, there's like multiple Kelpie decks in top eight. They always find a way to and make then bad cards. On good. Monday, we put them all back on eBay. We're going to make a ton of money. We're not going to get them here in the time. It doesn't no, matter if we, we can still sell them. If I buy them, if I buy them, they'll barely get here in time to make for the Grand Prix. And we can still sell them. Selling things at the Grand Prix is good. Well, we'll sell them at the Grand Prix. Because if they're popular, they'll sell out at the Grand Prix. Right. We might be able to sell them to dealers for five bucks. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Well, maybe. I don't know about that. I'm sure they have a ton of bad rares at home. I think I'm going to... This is a far hand, but I'm Only if they run out would they be able to be willing to consider it, you know? Only if they need them because we bought them all. Right. And nobody was willing to sell them to them at five cents. Which, yeah... Which kind of reminds me, back, way back when. <laughs> Here we go. You <laughs> really. Um, around the same time as the uh, Saga pre-release took place, me and um, Jared Poole and Tony Dent went down to the Grand Prix down in Austin, I remember, if I remember correctly. Either Austin or Houston. And it was Tempest Block Constructed. But we had this deck that we proxied out because brand because you know previously like was that weekend or the weekend before that or after that I mean, and we took what was effectively became the first uh, Academy Ruins deck, the very one of the very first ones we we showed it off on some of the side events to these dealers, and after we bought all their Academy Ruins at like two bucks each, turned around by the time we left the Grand Prix and 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 we got a following of people watching us do turn one and two two, two kills in standard. All the the and we all the dealers had at that point caught on to what we were doing, and some of them watched what we were doing, and they went from being a two dollar card when we bought them all. We bought like fifteen of them off them for like two bucks each. They were selling for twenty five by the end of the Grand Prix. We were cashing in to pay for our trip. <laughs> that seems really good. It's like yeah, store. We can do it with Kelpies. Well, in order to make that happen, we're going to have to win the Grand Prix with us. Let's see land drops. Or at least get several people. We're watching Asian win their Grand Prix with it this weekend. Or very possible, yes. It has to win a Grand Prix. Or very, come so very, very. This is one of those rare situations where with the 26 card deck, you miss a land drop and you lose. Shit happens. I'm running 24 land and I've seen like five. What's that guy? Thrasher. Wave Thrasher? He's the one where every... He's every going to become a 5-5 five five next turn. 6-6 six, six next turn. He's uh, pretty there good, go. as it were. One damage and... Actually, no. Friedrich. He's a merfolk. Oh, fuck. Uh-oh. I almost cheated. That's no good. Cry about it. Scoop. Scooping is good, too. Yeah, there's nothing I can do with missing... If I don't miss a land drop, I have multiple makeshifts, multiple soul snuffers. But I gotta keep a three land hand against you and expect to draw a land in four turns. Yeah, that's not good. That's been the case today. The only games I've lost is when I miss land drops. You've done a lot today. That's unusual. You usually draw like Bonner. <laughs> I've heard these stories. <laughs> I've heard all kinds of stories since joining this group. Oh, 
that's because I've been around this game for 15 years. What do you think? I didn't say anything. I'm just saying that Actually, I heard about the story. The first top eight I ever got was tournament I went to in Bonner. And I probably should have won that tournament, but we won't go there on an inappropriate ruling. I thought you said it was a jab at me. No. That was when uh, Scott Marshall said that if you're if you're already started the game, you still have to get your five turns before going into sudden death, when actually you shouldn't have, so I should have been able to play my land, my 1-1, one, one, say go, untap, attack for the win. All right, well... And then he found out afterwards, he said he told us afterwards that he was wrong. Yes, all right. But then back then, the rules wasn't very clear in that situation because it was like, you know, only theoretical examples. Yes, they were. They were very clear. That's how he was able to come back. He just refused to go and look it up okay. beforehand. And then he went and looked it up while we were playing right. and said, oh, I was wrong. And so I should have actually had, so that's like my curse. That was my first top eight. I should have actually won that, that PTQ. And I have not won, I have top eighted, but I have not won a PTQ since. I've top eighted over 20 times. Yeah. Yes, but it's not because Scott it's hates like, you. It's like the Babe Ruth curse. It's not because Scott hates you. I thought to you when I was then, but I was young. I thought it was because I was a Colorado Springs player. Uh, there was some of that frustration way back when, too. There was a us versus them attitude. And it was, and Scott was in the center of it. And that's why I became a judge and tried to make it more fair for everybody. Because, like because of some of that. Because of a huge amount of that back then. Crying me again. You got robbed. Corn dogs are good. Yeah, those are cheap state fair kind. State fair kind are good. Yeah, it's only like five bucks for that box. He discarded a cryptic command. How many cards do you have? Five or six bucks for the bottom. It made sense at the time. We'll see if it pays off. Yes, there's Colossus in that microphone deck to Go. I don't know. I'm at After you draw. Uh oh. Seemed okay at the time. Oh, well, it still seems good. Well, maybe. I don't know what's in his hand right now. So. I would do it. I'm still doing it. No, him. Oh. <laughs> I'm not going to not do it. They're not the Jedi Druids. Heard the droids you're looking for. <laughs> Still, the references that are 20 years old. 20. And yet, the modern culture catches and understands them. 24 years old? It's not like I'm trying to bring out the Smurfs here, you know? For that? No. Yes. No, it's not There's like I'm going to. But yes. Fa la la. Fa la 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 la. Stupid Smurfs. Smurf nappy time. <laughs> Everyone knows well. Okay. Smurfing all the time. My generation knows that. The counter spell. The current generation doesn't know shit. And bounce to the command classes. Right. Oh, I was listening to Barry Greenstein's uh, blog the other day. White. Blue yeah. something. And play this guy. Then remove a counter. Kill this thing. Untap this thing. Swing for eight. Blocking classes? Block classes. Okay. Take one. Yep. Show me ambitions. Yep. Except tap that better. 
I'm not, I'm not sure if making his deck right, actually discard a lot matters because it's a sweet it's a uh, sweetie deck. You know? I discarded yeah, a lot of really I, sexy things. Did you see what he discarded? So he drew the land to play the command Colossus off right. the top. Yeah, okay. that's, that's what's been happening to me all night long. I was like, if I, don't, right. if so I get the land, I need to draw a land. If he doesn't draw the land right then and there, so then, 23 slash then 24 land I untap and get to counterspell anything he casts from there on out throughout the whole game. Okay. That's why I was in there thinking about it, because my hand was three lands, a banneret, a uh, Colossus, a... Command and a readery. So I was like, uh. Yeah, you kind of have to sit on the classes and go with it. I was like, I guess I'm gonna aggro out and not play control, so. No. Yeah, that's, that's your horse. You sit on your horse, your horse is the boss. It'll win you the race most of the time. As long as I drew the land like it did, we're good. Yes. Whereas if he would Got rid of the merfolk, made things cheaper, and then bounced to your classes. You wouldn't be able to get it back in place. Slightly would have sucked. Yeah. Right. Anyways, so I was gonna say is uh, I was listening to Barry Greenstein, who is this famous poker player, right? Okay. You know, made millions, and millions of dollars cash games for 20, 30, 40 years. Seems good. And donates it all. Not all. He, he donates he donates percentage of all his of stuff. No. He donates 100%. He, you could read article after article. He donates 100% of his winnings to charities because he makes plenty of money doing what he does. Only for tournament winnings. Not I'm really not sure games. this is relevant. Tournament winnings. That's what I said. But anyways, I was listening to his blog the other day, and he admits that his son, was his youngest son, who's like 20-ish now, convinced him that Magic the Gathering is a more strategic game than, po- than Holden. More depth strategically. Interesting. Which totally blew me away. I had to like cut that piece out and just use it as a an intro. Is an intro quote, you know? <laughs> it's like <laughs> kind of funny. Okay, that's. Yep. But he makes you know millions of dollars off poker, so you know there's yeah. more money in poker, but it's less strategically, di- you know, less strategic depth to it is than than Magic does. Like a lot of the current crop of young poker players, Nathaniel played a lot of the Magic the Gathering game when he was a teenager. He claims poker is not as deep of a strategy game. All right, continuation. Everybody else has already left the playtest session. They're headed home. It's getting late tonight. This happens to be July 30th. We have roughly T-minus nine days in counting to Grand Prix Denver. We are still trying to find the best possible deck for the tournament. Right now, many of us are starting to convert over to, to running the deck that the Kelpie Control deck that many people will refer to as Grave Games, which is a dumb name. I don't like it. I don't like it matches very well. I don't know where they got that particular name from, but basically the deck right now, it seems to be a deck that is able to put fairies on its back foot. It makes fairies have to play the form of, of control in a losing effort with discard effects constantly hitting it from the uh, uh, the use of the Raven Crimes. And of course, Thoughtseize plus Raven Crimes out of the sideboard makes it even worse for them. Uh, the idea is if you want to beat fairies with any deck out there, you have to be able to put it on its back foot. You basically have to make it keep pedaling backwards, trying to maintain, trying to trying to recapture control. You got to keep constantly pushing it, pushing it, pushing it, in order for it to 
get to the point where you can stop that deck. Now, Grave Games, or in our, we'll call it Kelpie Control. Kelpie Control does a pretty good job of that because it has creatures, it's going on the offensive, it has the ability to outdraw people. If you get, like, a Kelpie in play, you can cast Graving Crimes by discarding a card from your graveyard and draw a card with the Kelpie so you can refill your hand that way. If you get two Kelpies out there, you can discard one to draw two, discard one, draw two, discard one, draw two, and basically run your opponent out of cards in hands. You get a massive card advantage in that fact. By doing so, it has the ability to just flood your opponent with card advantage in the right situations. Um, it can be overrun early, though if you up it up to four soul snuffers, then you'll have a better chance of surviving that. That's also why some versions in the sideboard have a murder red caps in there um specifically holsey's deck h-o-l-z-i i had no idea who the guy is in real life but um i find it an impressive deck personally he's done really well at two separate different magic league block block events that had at least 100 people per event in one of them he took first the other one he took third you can find his deck listed on a deckcheck.net under magic league block trial for uh, july 24th that's the version i've been that i've been using pretty much um Basically, what this deck does is it tries to make it, it makes your opponent assume he's playing against fairies, and will play the control version. And it, it, you know they'll attack it like it's a fairies deck. And with, between your broken ambitions and cryptic commands and nameless inversions, it kind of looks that way. And then suddenly you start coming out with things like Moldrickers and Shriek Maws, which makes them start to wonder. Or you might catch them off guard, and you completely just bury them at that point with uh, Snow Sever his board, sweeps up the board, sweeps up the other creatures. Now, if you play against fairies, your objective is to get them on the back foot. So you take on the aggressive stature here, and you don't overcommit the Graven's crime quickly, but you want to be able to set up a board position where you can remove their stuff and then run them out of control, control answers so you can sweep their board and don't allow yourself to get beaten by the 1-1 fairy tokens. It's it's pretty good. Uh, the fact that Kelpie is a persist creature also is pretty annoying to some things. Now the one the the creatures that we have a problem with with this deck are like the big stuff, early horde of notions, uh, a resolved uh, cloud thresher, a resolved um, chameleon classes. Those three creatures are pretty much the only bane that this deck has once they get in play, and you could fight that with various things out of the sideboard such as. Uh, We've been experimenting with Eyeblight's ending that has been mixed results so far. Um, but for the most part, it does what we want it to do. Uh, another way to deal with it is um, gaining enough card advantage via uh, cryptics and mannequins that you can basically flood them with enough blockers that you just run them over over time. Uh, not the easiest strategy in the world to pull off against those three creatures, but it's pretty much it'll work in every other situation. We believe, we well, I pretty much have come to the conclusion that I really like the sideboard uh, selections in Holsey's deck, with the only possible uh, exception being is we, we're, we're pretty much torn against the idea of Murderous Redcap. I understand why it's really good against Weenie decks. I understand why it's really good against um, such as Merfolk and Kithkin. Uh, it's not very good in a couple things you might want to tie up as a, maybe a tad bit more versus fairies just before the fact you want to make sure that if they do know how to play against you, that you should bury them for sure. And there's going to be an upsurge, we think, in elementals again. So that's why I want to have the four soul snuffers at a minimum in the sideboard. I'm very much leaning towards putting the main deck. We think that having 
for Mutaball to this deck is an absolute nice nice idea to have. It fits in really well with the style of strategy you're gonna do. You're not gonna be you're not gonna worry about the colored mana so much. You'd be amazed on how often we've won games by just pushing in two to four damage a game, uh well that were close. Close games. But just having that two to four damage or the potential blocker against Colossus, um, in the terms of Mutavault is been paying off huge for us. So I guess where was I going with that? In the end result, anyways, is we feel this deck has the tools needed to to kick fairies into into uh, playing uh, playing from behind. And if you can do that, you can run a fairies deck down and beat them. And really, that's the only weakness the fairies has is you have to be able to get them on a the jump. You have to put them on their back foot and pedaling backwards. Now, the best way to do that is with discard. It's one of the functions that, that beats controls like that. Aggro control is discard. Um, because they only have so much permission, and the permissions there are supposed to stop threats, but when you have reusable threats like like Raven's Crime, it's really, really hard for them to have enough with all the time, and you'll eventually start resolving your board sweepers. And they don't build up fast enough board position-wise to run you over, whereas in Kitson, they can before, in this case, you don't want to discard against them. But So we've been trying some experiments. We've put in Profanes at this point. We've put in... Manic, um, Mutawalt. We've tried tweaking numbers on a couple of things. We've considered throwing in one big finisher like an Oni Queen of Fey. We've tossed around a few different options. And we keep coming back to, while the 15-ish creatures is not quite enough in our opinion, it needs just a little bit more to push it over the top to make it truly available for the, the Grand Prix. So we're working on this deck. I'm thinking we're going to be popping out a couple of different versions of this, or not a couple of versions, I mean so much as a couple of different copies of this deck coming in there. I've been posting my results on the springboard on, on Team Unknown Stars, and some of them are questioning, some of them think I'm ridiculous. Some of them don't believe the fact that uh, even if... Fairies get a turn two blossom in play. They assume that, that fairies always wins in that situation. That's not the case. If you know how to play this deck right against the fairies deck, you will beat a turn two blossom about half the time. And really, that's the biggest threat that the fairies deck has against you if it does resolve. And to fix that problem, in the sideboard, you want four thought seizes. You can arguably want another Raven's Crime. That's up for debate. But you, de- but you definitely want at least seven one-mana discard spells at your command, games two and three against fairies, because that'll allow you to wreck, to wreck that kind of that kind of problem right there. Um, by ripping out all the bitter blossoms early, that they won't be able to establish a board control against you. Now, just going over the the current deck as it is, we are using right now, or at least we've been. The last version we've been testing with is four Moldrickers, three River Kelpie, four Shriek Maws, three Soul Snuffers, three Broken Ambitions, four Cryptics, four Makeshift Mannequins, four Nameless, two Profane Commands, three Raven's Crime, five Islands, uh, two Reflecting Pools, four Scooter Glen, four Sunken Ruins, five Swamps, two Vivid Marsh, and four Mutavaults. That's our current version of the main deck, as uh, Paul was playing with tonight. We will probably have Fairy Macabs in the sideboard, because in all reality, that's probably the best anti-discard spell we have available. 
Uh, he's big. He's a big opponent of red caps. I'm not sure what he wants to put in there just yet, but he keeps wanting to find something else to stick in there. He does want the soul stuffer uh, cyborg. He does want the thought seizes all cyborg. Biting tether is amazing against big creatures. Downright, downright scary. In fact, how good that card is, and it's so underrated and so underutilized or under-tested in this format right now. If I was running Toast or something, I would definitely be considering going with, with Biting Tethers as a possible main deck answer in, in like a Toast deck now for cards like Colossus and uh, um, similar things. Other people's Queens of Queens of Fae. <clears throat> and this is an excellent deck where you could fit that in and just sit in nicely. It doesn't die like... Uh, Sowers does. Sowers dies way too easily. And on top of that, we have no way to protect Sowers like a fairy's deck does. And Biting Tethers actually fixed the bill far better than for us anyways because it doesn't die since it's an enchantment. So anyways, if you look up deck ID number 18409, you'll get the exact list out there. I, I swear you need to test this deck because this deck is going to come at you for Grand Prix Denver. Or Grand Prix Kobe. It's only a couple days from now, so, you know... Uh, we have some more testing to do. We're going to be looking at the results of Kobe, hoping that something new pops out from the Japanese crew that will compete effectively and, and help add some new originality back to this format. Uh, checking out some Grand Prix trials not too long ago that happened for Kobe. There was a mono red deck that turns out is a nice little curve deck at the Grand Prix trials. Uh, we had found a deck that we uh, believe it has some potential in this mono red deck. A nice, cur- nice curve to it. It's got a, a bunch of one drops, a couple of uh, a two drop spot, some three drops. It's burn hits one, two, three, four, uh, using the various cards of. Let's go back to the exact deck list again. It was top. It took first place at a Grand Prix trial that consisted of 128 people in. Kobe in Tokyo for Kobe. Uh, it was by Shimizu Akihiro. It has the following deck list of four Bogart Ram Gangs, four Figures of Destiny, four Stigma Lashers, four Tattermange Maniacs, four Flame Javelin, four Lash Out, four Puncture Blast, four Tar Fire, and four Rekindle Flames. 24 Mountains. I'm um, not going to bother with the sideboard. I haven't tried a game with it with the sideboard yet. But uh, so far, this deck actually is pretty decent in that it's, it's exactly what you want out of a slide deck for burn. It gives you some early creatures, it lets you beat stuff through, and then it gives some finishing burn that ends the game quickly. And it's the kind of deck that you could see show up at a Grand Prix trial or at the Grand Prix that could steal a bunch of wins and make a day two and go deep for tournament. Um, I think it's got some potential. If you look it up on deck check, it is deck number 18527. My phone's blowing up today. Midnight for some reason. Uh, yeah, it's almost midnight now. Need to get to bed soon. This deck's got a lot of potential if you're looking for a red deck in this kind of format. Um, I threw it at some Elementals decks and I threw it at some Merfolk decks and uh, won vast majority of those games because of the sheer speed of the burn and the beatdown. Um, I kind of like the idea of using Demigod of Revenge too myself, so it's kind of a hard choice of uh, do I go with this deck 
do you want Mutawaltz in this deck instead of a couple mountains, which kind of makes sense to me, or is it better to consider the power of Demigod as a serious endgame finisher and, you know, just live with the way the mana works out that way? Or adding one more mana to it. It's, you know. Anyway, you could take that as a basic structure and get yourself a nice competitive red deck for this format if you want to try. It does come up the fairies fast enough that you can get enough kills in and um, get enough uh, damage in. You can screw up what the uh, fairies deck is doing before they ever have a chance to establish control. So it could be didn't actually win a few games there, too. Um, the cyborg you used involved guttural response in order to make sure your spell is stuck. Uh, chaotic backlash, spike bellows, and moonglove extract because you want kill mono uh, pro red stuff too. So that's a couple options for block. Beyond that, figure of destiny is an amazing white weenie creature. If you ever get the six lands, like the, the a lot of the white weenie decks runs 25, 26 land. You get to that point, you pump it up a couple times, you suddenly got a serious potential threat of an 8-8 flying first striker that can't be stopped as an avatar. That's where Figure of Destiny actually signs in this block. And I can see it becoming a popular mainstay in the Kiskin decks because of that. Actually won me a game via Smurfolk earlier because no matter what he did, he couldn't stop an 8-8 flying trampler, or flying first striker, I mean, no matter what he tried. And, uh... But at this point, it's getting late. Um, I intend to have put this up there tonight. Uh, I hope that next week we'll have at least a couple more recordings. Um, a little bit more of the conversational style as this one was. Maybe with a little less less dead air and or us while we actually try to play. Um, at Grand Prix Denver, I am going to set up my podcaster. We're going to do some recording. I've got three sets of headphones I've got the cables possible to set up a fourth one. I got the splitters, got the mics, everything set up. We're gonna have a nice little, nice little uh, portable, uh, portable interview session that we can travel around with, and hopefully, I'm gonna grab some pros. Anybody out there who wants to be interviewed and is gonna be part of Grand Prix Denver, please send me an email at uh, otwellc at gmail dot com and uh, let me know how to find you. Uh, what your name is, etc., etc., etc. If you want to be interviewed, I'd be more than happy to put you on a podcast for the Grand Prix. Um, ideally, I'm going to record a ton of material. My uh, podcaster here stores over 130 hours at once now, and I can always get a second one. And that's not a big deal. So, I would like to blow up with massive amounts of material. Have one of the best covered. Uh, Grand Prix we can. I don't know if uh, Watsy is sending Hagen out or Brian David Marshall out to do some recording or not. I kind of hope so because I would like to see him again, but you never know. I haven't heard, uh, haven't been told one way or the other if they're going to come out. I probably should ask him again and see if they get around to responding. Uh, I've also got a Facebook page out there if anybody wants to join. You can check my friends in the Facebooks. It includes like numerous pros from old and new, uh, massive numbers of names and magic. And you can always tag me, and I'll be more than happy to join you to the list if you want to um, on Facebook. Or you can join and check our Facebook page. I got a Q and A session post going. If you add some questions to it, eventually I'll make a podcast about it. And um, it probably won't happen between now and Denver, but. Nonetheless, if you post your questions, I will get answers out there into a podcast form. Um, 
Other than that, this is uh, Road Warrior Outwell. Hope you enjoyed this podcast. Signing off. Bring the vocal fit together. Yeah, yeah. I got soul. And I got gas. And I got discipline. And I got cash. And got potential to be the best. Wanna play me? I'll beat you next. Like Delta. Growing your gun. I raise me money. When I'm a fish, I don't need to worry. It's good for my taste. Cause I win with every time. Ba-ba-ba-da. I win with a high card. You can fool me. I win with every time. Ba-ba-ba-da. Ba-ba-da. Win with my high card. Yeah, I'm